0: What's up everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle.
1: And here we are bringing you another exciting episode of Drafts on Drafts, Kate and I's favorite show to record, hands down.
0: Hands down. And today we have a very exciting topic to talk about because we are in the midst of one of the most exciting months of the entire year, Michelle. What is it that we're talking about today?
1: It's true. I mean, honestly, as a sports as a sports fan, if it's March and you don't know about March Madness and you're not talking about it in one way, shape, or form, you're not really a sports fan. Everybody knows March is March Madness. NCAA men's and women's championships. That's where we're at. It's it's March. So we have a ton to talk about because what
0: we're going to attempt to do today is collate all of our different so our favorite sources for football, but. Go to those same sources, like the CBS's of the world, the 538s, Call down all the information that we know and present that to you to help folks listening learn how to win your bracket. Now, Michelle, we have always been football people, more so than basketball people. But I think we did some really great research today.
1: Yeah, we we certainly did. Um, there is a lot to read. There are a lot of teams. Kate will give you the specifics on exactly how many teams. But there's a lot to break down, hence why they call it madness starting with Selection Sunday, which happened earlier this week, going all the way through the championship game in April. Hence, madness. A lot going on.
0: Mm. Well, let's get mad. But before we do, you know that this segment requires cracking a beer after we announce the topic. So what is it that you're drinking for today's Drafts on Drafts, Michelle?
1: Well, in a not turn of events. I am drinking a Westkill beer yet again. Thank God these local breweries have so many different uh, shapes and sizes for me to choose from. Uh, This one, they just canned for the first time this year. It's called Mountain Life Pale Ale. You know, Kate, it's starting to get a little warmer. I have to wean myself off the dark beers and this pale ale is perfect. Oh yeah. I mean, it is, it is getting warmer (laughs) and lighter and thus...
0: Maybe it's time to try some lighter beer. So I today am trying a lighter IPA. It's not like an eight or nine presenter. It's like (laughs) a five or six percenter. Um, It's called Life in the Clouds by Collective Arts. I also have had this one on the show before. So the reason that I brought it up, though, is because when I was going to the grocery store to buy our beer for today's episode, um, I realized that they have a supporting cause called Amplified Voices. Uh, for International Women's Day. And these cans have like these gorgeous photos of women. And I hope that some part of the proceeds go towards amplifying women's voices. Who knows? I,
1: I love that, keeping it very on theme because it is still Women's History Month, everybody. Yes, it is, yes it is. That is right. Very on brand. All right, so Kate, because there is madness to get through, do you want to remind everyone the basics of how the tournament works.
0: I do. And cheers to anyone listening. Let's talk all things March Madness. Here's how the tournament works. So this may be the Dumb Down 101 version, but it is important to know that there are 64 teams who actually make it into March Madness. Um, those teams are divided into four quadrants. So if you're looking at your bracket, there's the East, West, North, South, Midwest rather, sorry.
1: East, west, midwest, and south. I made the same exact mistake. Well, because in in theory, that's what you think about. Or north, south, east, west. And as I was doing my prep, I was like, how come there's no north? Okay, idiot. There's west and midwest. You're so
0: right. You're so right. It is not the four quadrants. See, this is why we do this. Okay. (laughs) So those are the four quadrants that you're going to be seeing in your brackets. And it's one and done, right? So the winner of each... Head-to-head competition, 1v1, loser is one and done, and they set up the bracket so that the highest seed, the the higher number being 16 out of 16 in that quadrant, is slated as the quote-unquote worst team on the bracket and their quadrant, and they're paired with the number one seed. So you'll see all of those pairings kind of come together that way. Yep. Um. That being said, the one other thing I wanted to call out is by the time you get to the championship game this when is like yes when you're picking your bracket you mean well by the time yes exactly yeah as you're picking your bracket by the time you get to picking the championship game just remember not to forget that some leagues have a complete combined point total or guessing the final score of the final game of the tournament tiebreaker, the tiebreaker. Exactly. And that's just so that you can beat your opponents, but it's always worth mentioning because I cannot tell you how many people that I played with who forget to do this or don't understand it. Ah. Don't forget to guess the final score or total combined points for the final game. Dig it. Yeah. So that's how the tournament works. Now, let's talk about the key dates coming up. And do you want to talk through those, Michelle? I mean, we're just coming off of a very important key date this past weekend, which was Selection Sunday. So maybe we start there and tell people what's coming up between now and the championship game.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you're listening to this, the first four games are underway on March 15th and 16th. The rest of the first round continues through the 17th and 18th. Second round, 19th, 20th. Can you see why they call this madness? They move through very quickly, ladies and gentlemen. These kids don't sleep for an entire month. Um, Then you've got the Sweet 16 uh, towards the end of March, followed by the Elite Eight. The final four will be played uh, on April 2nd, and then the championship game is on April 4th. Uh, There's obviously these games are played in a various amount of cities, but I thought it'd be cool to call out that the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight are hosted in San Antonio, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Chicago. And then the final four and the championship game are played in New Orleans this year.
0: Okay, all right. Well, this is going to be a blast. So. We looked at, like I said, we looked at different sources like CBS. We looked at 538's odds. We have lots of things to report back on. But basically, how I think we should do this, Michelle, is go through the four different divisions um, the Midwest, the South, the West, and the East. And between those different divisions, maybe we can highlight like one player from one standout team. And also a sleeper team that people should pay attention to for that particular part of their bracket.
1: I dig it. Let's do it. So we're here to give you some info to help inform your bracket building or any other gambling endeavors you may have during uh, March Madness. Lord knows there's a lot of them. All right. Do you want to start with the Midwest? and? The reason that I thought we should start with the Midwest, well, first because we initially forgot it and we thought it was the North. So there we go. We learned one thing already today. Um, yes. In the in the Midwest, I think that you have like probably a pretty small slash big flex to talk about here, considering maybe your college alma mater made it in.
0: I mean, let's let's just talk about the inevitable here. Yes, my alma mater did make it into. Uh, the tournament this year, and my alma mater being, if you listen to our last drafts on drafts, we talked about mascots. These are the Richmond Spatters. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it, Michelle. I know that you and I both somehow put money on Richmond and made dividends back. So um, thank you for supporting the cause. First of all, it was I not mean- likely that we were going to make the tournament, but Richmond... Uh, Richmond is worth keeping an eye on. They've got some standout players who I can talk about a little bit, but I want to hear about your bet first.
1: Well, when I saw that the Spiders made it in, of course I had to place a bet just on behalf of my fellow friend and and co-host here. I put in a $1 bet. The odds are are plus... 30000 for the team to win. So not looking so good, but you know what? If they make a hell of a run this year, I could win $300 on my $1 bet. So go spiders. Uh,
0: I really hope for your sake. I don't see it (laughs) happening, but we had a really, really fun run to get in. We just, we topped out our, uh, we topped out our league uh, after beating Davidson on Sunday. So
1: what the hell? And and they've got some good players too. I was going to say, who would you like to highlight? Uh, from the Midwest, from the Richmond Spiders, that's kind of our call out here. We got we to gotta pay tribute, you know? So I can really only speak to this because
0: because um, I did watch the game this weekend, like I said, in playing Davidson for the championship. Yep. And um, so I really, I was very interested in two players. So one of our guards, Jacob Gilliard, who it's he's listed as 5'9", which makes me think he's like 5'7", because he looked very, very small on the court. <laughs> okay. Um, But Jacob Gilliard is one of my standouts. Uh, I know you did some research on him, so I'll be curious what you learned. But I will say he looked really great. He was definitely, like, carrying the ball and, like, leading the team. Um, He was great, as well as their forward, power forward Grant Golden. Um, Interesting, because this guy was a redshirt freshman, sophomore, and junior. And now he's in grad school at Richmond, but he is he almost look. I was joking. He looks like a Neanderthal. Like he's a big, big dude, <laughs> big, big hairy guy. Sorry, uh, Grant. <laughs> but but he's really good. And he's actually before. I'm not sure if he broke the record or not. But as of Sunday, when they played Davidson for the first time, um, he is he is close to breaking Richmond's record for most points. Ah, stop. there yeah. you
1: go. So he's really good. But that's what I know about Richmond. How about well, you? I, no I I think you nailed it you summed it up two good two guys to look at uh for that game obviously they they snuck in um with that win over Davidson that you talked about both of those players um <clears throat> had stellar performances most specifically Jacob um you know having 26 points in that game so it feels like they're on the upward trend at the right time they obviously have their work cut out for them being a low seed but Hey, you never know. They could sneak their way out of the first round, and those are two guys to uh, to keep an eye on.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I am about it. And anyone who is beating Davidson and VCU, they're formidable. So let's we'll keep an eye on them. Last time they made it to the tournament was 2011. But let's see how the Richmond Spiders do. Now there you go. In the Midwest, we've still got sleepers to talk about. We could spend this podcast talking about the number one seeds. We're not going to do that. Um so maybe let's let's
1: talk about who you think our sleeper for the Midwest might be. So I've got the Providence Friars as my sleeper in this division. Ah uh, yeah. Um they finished the season fairly strong. They're definitely they're the fourth they're the fourth seed here. So underdog loose term, but I'm looking at like sleeper pick as like they're not. They're gonna just keep on trucking through. I, I think they can make some late round upsets. As Kate said, we're not gonna talk about really the number one, number two, whatever seeds. Um, but I think this one, number four, definitely small school out of Rhode Island. I think they have a chance to make some uh, upsets later on in the uh, in the bracket. Um, they uh, they won the Big East regular season. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I I, I think like they they definitely have an easy matchup right out of the gate, um, being the four seed, you know, they're not they're playing the 13 seed. So I think first round fairly easy, but I think you could see them make a couple upsets um, you know, later on in their division. And, you know, they've got the likes of, you know, Kansas and Auburn um, you know, in there. So look for them to maybe make a little run there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's keep moving. Uh, let's talk about the South. And so the South. I, you know, I have an idea of who my sleeper is for this, but um, let's talk about some of the player spotlights. I I've heard about this guy, Jared Roden. Yeah, who uh, is apparently like, yeah big deal at Seton Hall, and actually like as a Jersey gal myself, very excited to see Seton Hall on this list. And I will say, since I was in like high school and before. Seton Hall has always been on the map, so they're yes. always circling. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah, so the player that you mentioned, uh, I, I definitely agree with. Jared Roden, uh, he scored 29 points on just 15 shots in the field against Ohio State in November. Uh, he's gone for 25 points um, or more on four occasions this season. So obviously this guy is, is putting in the work. He's 6'6", six, and uh, they've got a pretty decent matchup early. Um, they have Arizona in their in their division as well, which could be tough. Um, but I think that uh, I think Jared's going to give them uh, a run for their money. He was named um, first team All Big East this year, so you know, look, got a little bit of a rough road coming for them. But I love, I love, you know, looking at Seton Hall, uh, eighth round or eighth um, seed pick there. Um mm-hmm. yep. but yeah, I would keep an eye on Jared. I think he's gonna stay hot. And uh, you know, they they do have a tough road knowing that if they get out of the first round feeling good, they've probably got Arizona in the second round. So he's gonna have to come in hot and stay hot for Seton Hall to uh to progress throughout. But I I like this guy a lot.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm looking at too. I mean, it's always a hard road though, no matter what, because yeah. if if they beat tcu in the first round it's the eight and nine seed game so it's a good it's a good game to put your money on obviously uh then it's arizona like you said and possibly after that uh a matchup with houston so not the easiest road but whatever would be um Let's also talk a little bit about Sleeper. And I truly think that Sleepers are the best part of March Madness. Like, I, I mean, love That's how
1: you win upsets. a bracket. That's how you yeah. win a bracket. Like, you have yeah. to take a chance somewhere. Sometimes it bites you in the ass. But if you just go through and just pick higher rank seed, higher rank seed, no. higher rank seed. I mean, it's just, you. you, you know, a lot of people are going to take that route. So that's why I like this Sleeper. Because, you know, even if these Sleepers don't go all the way to the end... If you pick a couple of upsets and they make a little run, you're you know you're a little bit ahead of the game of some other folks. So yeah, it's a first like, round
0: sleeper for sure.
1: I, I like the sleeper idea. It looks like you and I believe uh, the same sleeper in the South. Who 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 are you looking at here?
0: Um. So I am looking at the opponents of. Let's see. They're playing the Illinois Illini, and that is Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um. I I do usually love the Illini. However, based on what we've been reading, it seems like Chattanooga is probably probably the go-to at least for a possible upset in the South, which would be fantastic to watch a 13 seed upset a four seed. It would yeah, be fantastic.
1: I, it would be. I agree. I love I love this pick as a sleeper. Um, I, I I have them in in one of the one of the many random things that I am uh betting on for for this as as a team that could definitely make a run um i yeah i love this pick
0: well let's keep moving then let's let's head over to the west cuz the west the west i am super 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 interested in talking about your sleeper for the west but before we do i think we got to talk about a standout player and this is like a all capital letters stand out player, possibly one of the best who you will see on the court for this tournament. This guy's yeah. name is Chet Holmgren yeah. from Gonzaga.
1: I mean, here's the thing. Gonzaga, the hype is real. Um, I love this team. I loved watching them last year. Um, They, you know, obviously we could talk about Drew Timmy as well, but, you know, Chet has been a major standout for this team. One-of-a-kind player. Um, He's in a race for potentially being the number one pick, you know, in this year's NBA draft as well. So, like, clearly this guy is on his way. A lot of what I've been reading uh, is, you know, that – this team in particular for Gonzaga, of course, they were they were standout last year, as I said, but this team has NBA-quality players, and they play mm. like an NBA team. And so you're going to be hard-pressed to beat Gonzaga this year, I think, you know all the way down till the final game. Um, I think Chet's going to have a huge tournament. I think Drew's going to have a huge tournament, same as he did last year. So fun to watch. Um, And yeah, I just, you know, there's a plethora of folks on Gonzaga that you could talk about. um, But, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't at least say Gonzaga on this Mm -hmm. episode.
0: And also knowing that the Zags were the dominant, pretty much like the number one seed and the best in the tournament three years ago, which is fantastic. Um, I think it's also worth talking about who the sleeper is. So, what do you think, Michelle?
1: Uh, I'm going real deep here. Uh, 13 seed uh, Vermont here. Uh, I think that this team could potentially make a bit of a run here. Uh, Again, like when you're talking about Gonzaga, I don't think anyone's coming out of the West other than Gonzaga. However, I think Vermont can make an interesting run here. They've got Arkansas in the first round. Uh, I don't know. I just... I like this team. I think they can make a run. And as as you said, you got to pick some. You got to pick some uh, some upsets somewhere. And I yes. like this one as a potential early round upset. And not to mention that
0: Vermont is just a lovely, lovely place. And so <laughs> that too. <sighs> thank God for that. Thank that God too. for that. <laughs> okay, well that leaves us with one more quadrant to talk about, and that is the East. That is the East. How do we feel about the East?
1: Uh, Well, there's a few interesting things. So, you know, just to kick it off, Baylor has the number one seed in the East. I'm definitely reading a lot of reports that folks don't think that this team is going to make it all the way to New Orleans. Yeah. So keep an eye on that one. Do I think they're going to lose in the first round? No, but keep an eye on it. Um, a lot of folks... Not 100% sure about it. I'm gonna skip this around and say that my sleeper here is actually UNC North Carolina. That seems kind of silly. Like you don't normally use that, that name or that team as a sleeper, but based on my research, based on what I've been reading out there on some people's opinions, I could very well see Baylor coming out of the first round victorious, North Carolina coming out of the first round victorious, and then North Carolina upsetting Baylor and making a bit of a run. So to me, that's a sleeper pick right there. I like it.
0: I love that. And I also will say I love it even more because I did watch the final game for uh for Duke and it was against UNC and really, really enjoyed watching those teams play. Yeah. Um, because they really gave them a run. And that being said, I mean, I will very much look forward to UNC uh like taking it all the way because they beat Duke and people are saying Duke is on the downswing yeah, and that UNC is on the upswing. Um, I also have a feeling on this from some of the research that I've done too. If you want to hear my sleeper. Yes. So I have heard that while knowing very little about Akron, uh, who is also in the East and playing UCLA, a lot of folks have said that Akron is going to be the team to upset like a number four seed, like UCLA. Mm. Um, And I would be interested to see, although I don't think that that will be the case. I actually think that UCLA is my sleeper, um, conversely to what the internet will say with Akron. I think UCLA is the number four seed. Um, Seeing how well they played, making it to like the Elite Eight just last year, I think they might be able to go all the way with folks like Jamie Jaquez Jr. I love watching UCLA play. I hope they take it all the way, similar to North Carolina.
1: All right, I dig it. And then for the East player spotlight, we're looking at Jaden Ivy on Purdue. Uh, the Boilermakers have a very mm. highly rated offense. Uh, he is another uh, player that has potential NBA draft lottery coming his way. So, you know, clearly we're playing at that level. He's a 6'4 guard. He's been stepping it up all season, hitting huge so- shots, hitting buzzer beaters. And and if you watch any March Madness, mm. you know, there's always a plethora of buzzer beaters. So when you got a guy like this that can handle the pressure and get you, you know, out of these sketchy situations, you know what? That makes him a guy that I want to watch. And like I said, I think the Boilermakers' um, offense in general, you know, is um, they're ranked number three in the East. Uh, he is definitely one to watch. Uh, it never hurts to have a clutch a clutch shooter on your team.
0: No, it doesn't. And I, I, I gotta say, like following a number three team like Purdue um, the only tough matchups that they'll have after are after two rounds on paper you know on paper. so they're playing like number six seeds and below until they get to at least the elite eight yep and that's pretty that's an amazing road. Um, they'll either come across Yale obviously in the first round followed by Texas and Virginia Tech followed by potentially Kentucky, who's the number two seed. Yep. And then they would meet Baylor, who is a favorite for the final four for a lot of people. So their road to the championship, really interesting. That's a good player spotlight. I love that.
1: Woo. All right. So clearly these are little drips and drabs of information here. As Kate said, there's 64 teams. Multiply that by how many guys are on each team. It's madness. It's madness. You can't talk about all of them. These are a few players that we think are going to be standouts, a few teams that we think are sleepers, maybe the lower-ranked teams in for some upsets. However, the most important part of it all, Kate, is Mm. who do we think is going to make the final 4. I look, we're going to be talking obviously about March Madness for the next couple of weeks, you know, and and you'll get up upload, uh, uploads um updates from us. You'll get on, uploads from us. Uh, uploads so. and updates on social media. We're going to be following this, watching the games, etc. But what's your early or can I give you my early hot take on who I think's going to be in the final 4?
0: Yes, you can. <laughs> I, I... I can't say, honestly, I, I can make a random guess, but I can't say I can speak to this. I have no fucking idea. I want to hear yours, though.
1: Okay. My, this is, okay, this is where I'm netting out. I right. be, I believe the final four is going to be Gonzaga, obviously, yep. as Zags. I said earlier. Tennessee, the Volunteers. I think watch out for this team. Again, Um, I was... Listening, reading, researching, etc. Um, they're ranked number three in the South. Some folks think they should have been ranked higher, so I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to make a run for it. Mm-hmm. I like them in the Final Four. Uh, Kentucky. We obviously didn't. We didn't talk very much about Kentucky. However, Kentucky has always been a dominant force in yes. NCAA yes. basketball. I think they're going to take it uh, to the Final Four, and then my sleeper. Number four, probably the lowest ranked team that I have making the final four is Providence. That's where I'm that's where I'm at right now. So
0: interesting that you're putting your okay.
1: Can I tell you where I agree <laughs> and I disagree just of based course,
0: strictly on the numbers, of not course. a basketball gal. Yes. Um I'm gonna say in the West, I am also very excited about the Zags. Gonzaga blew my socks off three years ago when they won the tournament. <laughs> Very excited for them. They have also a 27% chance of winning the tournament. That is far and away the highest percentage of any team who's in the tournament. Okay, wow. So, interested about that. Followed closely by uh, Kentucky, number two seed in the East. They have an 8% chance of winning the tournament based on this little bracket that I found. Um, And then taking it over to the South and the Midwest, which I think are going to be the two interesting divisions... Uh, first and foremost, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with, geez, I hate to do it, but I'm going to go with Villanova. Okay. Okay. I love watching them play. I love to hate them. They're kind of like the Red Sox. Like, I just love (laughs) to see them fail, but I love hating them. So, uh, I think they'll take it all the way because you never want them to, and somehow they do. Yeah. And then that brings us back to where we started, (laughs) which is the Midwest, And uh, sheesh, you
1: got Providence in there? I mean, tough, (laughs) tough, tough. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I mean, like, I don't know if they can take out Kansas or Auburn, but I'm going for it. I'm just going for it. I mean,
0: I'm going to start at the other end of the bracket then and and just say Auburn, kind of like sleeping their way (laughs) to at least the final four after playing, uh, yeah, after playing the Elite Eight. I'm going to go Auburn. I'm going to go Auburn.
1: All right. Well, there you have it. Those are our hot takes, our player profiles, our sleeper picks uh stay tuned obviously on social media will be you know raining, raining in tons of things going on over the next few weeks as these games go down get your brackets in soon as kate said don't forget the tiebreaker that is important you don't want to make all the right picks and not have your tiebreaker in and uh yeah take some time get out there check check out There's so many more players to talk about. There's so many Mm -hmm. more things to get in. This is as much as we can get through in one beer. Uh, Choose your brackets wisely. May the odds be ever in your favor. (laughs)